Hi, and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots, the podcast where we explore conversations about creativity, motherhood, the arts, and how they're all joined together. And in particular, how we pursue meaningful work alongside really investing in intentional family life. So if you are a mum in the arts or you're a mother who has been in the arts or simply a creative mother who's doing your creative thing alongside your motherhood, you are so welcome. So today's episode is Don't Use a Shakespeare Voice. Now, for those of you who aren't actors or at least didn't go to drama school and understand this whole now do it RSC style, you may find that very often you have seen people do Shakespeare or at least maybe more how you imagine it's done correctly is with a big declamatory booming voice and you imagine Hamlet going to be or not to be. That is the question. And that has definitely been the style, or at least was some time ago, that a lot of people did Shakespeare. And we can assume that this is the way you do Shakespeare. However, I love Shakespeare. It is brilliant. Now, I can appreciate that for a lot of people at school, you're left wondering what the bard was going on about. And a lot of people really enjoy it, but a hell of a lot of people really don't know their iambic pentameter from their left foot. And frankly, I don't blame them. It's not usually taught in a way that helps you understand how it's meant to be spoken. Because Shakespeare was never meant to be read. It certainly wasn't really meant to be taught. It was meant to be watched and even more than that, meant to be heard. One of the exercises my voice teacher used to get us to do to release us, actually, when we were getting stuck, she'd get us to do it in different ways. We'd perform whatever our poem or our piece of text was. She'd ask us to perform as if we were trying to hold back a burp or in a declamatory, traditional RSC fashion, which, of course, is not how the RSC perform, but in a way that we still expect Shakespeare to be performed that way or that that somehow is what makes it good rather than connected. Yet, Shakespeare, when done well, is electric. But how many people feel like they don't understand it or aren't clever enough to get it or come away from watching something sometimes feeling like they didn't really know what was going on and clearly Shakespeare wasn't for them? I always find this makes me so sad because I truly think that the responsibility for enjoying and understanding the play is with the company not with the audience. Now, you know, as an audience member, you contribute to the process, you're present, you're engaged or not. And so you bring your atmosphere and your hunger and your excitement to the table. But really, if you come away not really knowing what's going on, then the production is at fault, not you. Because you do not have to speak Shakespeare with a Shakespeare voice. You have to talk it like a human. (laughs) Now, It's heightened language. So to be really clear, you can't just casually speak your way through the words, the text, because it requires an energy that allows you to commit to the poetry and the type of language. But that's not the same as covering it in a fog of sound or expression that feels very dramatic. You know, sometimes there's drama, but the best actors have practised and learnt how to bring their energy and their heart to the text in such a way that you catch the drama of the scene, but not because the actor has shown you it's dramatic by being dramatic. 
as actors, we can get caught up when we're not sure why we're saying what we're saying in the feel and the externals and what it sounds like. And yet we forget that we're talking as human beings to other human beings. And we're talking fundamentally first to the other actors on the stage, their characters, and sharing the heart and the pain and the journey and the joys of the character we're inhabiting. But we're also talking to the audience and letting them in on what's going on. And in the same way, I don't know if you've noticed that not just mums, but the way we talk to children can be so much like having a Shakespeare voice. There are certain TV programs that drive me insane, not because of the content necessarily, but because of the way either they are semi-patronising to the children. They're sort of trying to talk children to them. And you know what? Kids are kids. When they're young, very young, having a slightly higher voice and a softer tone is really natural. When you've got a baby, you want to speak slightly softer and more sweetly because you're like, hi, darling, how are you doing? But you don't have to have a special and hello, how are you voice. Because all we do in those moments is we disregard the intelligence and the connectedness and the ability to connect with the people we're talking to. And what we're really doing in those moments is refusing to connect because somehow in our heads we've put a barrier between who we are and who the person we're talking to is and our capacity to understand each other. It's a personal pet hate of mine when people have a special talking to children voice. But it also seems so sad when we get caught up in that because so often I think we can notice... Am I talking to a child because they're a child? Or am I just talking to a smaller human who maybe doesn't have all the same reference points that I do, but who really wants to connect with me and maybe wants to share something of their heart with me? I always find it really hard when, and I can be as guilty, not of the the talking to children voice, but certainly of the disconnection, when my eldest, for example, wants to tell me about something and I'm just too mentally frazzled or impatient to really listen. But she'll talk to me about something and I can fob her off. But it's really hard when I watch her share something she's done with someone else. They go, oh, have you indeed? Or, oh, hello. Oh, that's very good, isn't it? And you think, maybe you talk like that to other adults. But I think probably not as much. And I think as mums, and just also as people, I think we need to be aware of how we talk to our children. Because wherever they are on the experience journey... They are human beings who long to have us talk with them and listen to them and understand them. And they are as excited about the discoveries they're making in their life as we might be about ours. When I come home and I've read something or I've been to see some people, I tend to want to completely post-mortem it all with my husband and tell them, tell him all about it. And I tell him and I'm excited or I'm frustrated or something happened and it annoyed me. And I really just tell it and I, I let how I feel about it come out on my voice because I'm telling him what's happened. But why would I not do the same for my child? We often assume that our audience isn't very clever and therefore we have to show them what we're talking about. The same goes when you're doing public speaking. You talk to the people in front of you, lots of individual people. When you're telling them something, just tell it to them. Don't feel like you have to do a special public speaking voice. Now, yeah, sometimes we have to learn how to project the sound a little, but that can be as simple as just imagining hitting the back wall of the room we're in with our voice, making sure our voice can get there. Because in life, we don't need to shout to be heard, we tend to raise our voice to the person halfway down the street and we don't lose our voices over it because we actually just automatically, the breath support's there and we, we just raise our voice to make sure the sound gets there. And the same goes for when we're reading the Bible or reading something else aloud. Don't get in the way. 
Don't feel like you have to make it more exciting. Have the courage to let the words take their space. Trust that they are worth listening to. Trust that your words in a public speaking engagement are worth hearing. Trust your story is worth sharing. Trust your child is clever enough and hungry enough to connect with you and understand what's going on at a deeper level. There is a real integrity in talking from connection, whether as a performer on stage inhabiting a role and actually trying to connect to what's going on. There is also a real integrity in how we talk to one another. How often does someone say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. I'm great. Good. Great. Good. Yeah, brilliant. Great. Great. Now, maybe you are great, but if you're really great, you tend to be excited about that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so good. Thank you so much for asking. I'm really excited because this is happening. Or if we're honest, some days it's like, yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm having a bit of a rough one, but I'm all right. Because maybe we are saying things aren't absolutely dreadful, but it's not the easiest. And in the same way, let's do that with our children. How often does a child maybe you don't know come up to you and say, hi, how are you doing? I always try to talk to children like human beings. And I think sometimes we get caught up in our special talking to children voice because we don't remember in those moments that we don't have to separate ourselves from them. Everything about that whole process is all about keeping a distance between them and us, whether intentionally or unintentionally. And actually, surely what we are aiming for in life is a deeper connection with other human beings and especially with our children we don't have to use long convoluted words but even if we do our kids will get the gist of it if we're connected and we don't have to hide the parts of ourselves from our children that we think maybe they can't handle now there's there's logic and there's wisdom you don't go telling them loads of things that are inappropriate and they're not ready to handle but that's not the same as if you're upset pretending you're bright and happy when you're really not you know you can be yourself Because one of the things our children will learn in the process is that it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to be excited and it's okay to be a bit fed up. And actually, there is a real integrity and honesty in sharing that. And you don't also teach them that they are somehow different from adults as human beings. Yes, adults have had a good few more years on the planet than they have, but they're no more intelligent necessarily. And I think we do our children a disservice when we constantly keep them in our heads as something different rather than just more humans who have some growing to do because we certainly have growing to do. I know I do. I I don't want to ever stop learning. There's, There's a joy to keep discovering how much there is available. So my gentle challenge to you over the coming weeks and especially the coming days is to really notice how you are connecting or disconnecting with your kids. And creatively notice when you're putting some kind of forced expression onto something because you're afraid it's not going to communicate clearly without it. Try to pair back and notice where you are first of all because I think half the battle is when we try to talk in a particular way it's because we feel like where we start from isn't sufficient. So notice whether you're trying to force your creativity because you're not connected Spend a bit of time just messing around with it until you find what it is you're trying to say and then just go for it as honestly and as connectedly as possible. And in the same way with our kids, notice what they're trying to say, how you are actually feeling in that moment and be honest with yourself. If you're too frazzled to take it in, say, I'm so sorry, I'm really frazzled right now or something to that effect that your kid will get and then talk to them properly later. 
Give them a time to come back to it. Don't just fob them off with a special, mmm, mmm, yeah, voice, because you just can't take it in right now. You know, you are allowed to have those moments. But resist talking with a special kid voice, because all it does is foster disconnection rather than connection. And we're longing for deeper connection with our children and our art, because those are the things that make it powerful, eloquent, and exciting. So have a wonderful week. I hope this blesses you. If you'd like to connect with me, please join my email list. If you go to my website, which is in the show notes or my link tree, you can find all the links to the various places that I hang out. But I'm also on Instagram quite often, so that's a good place to connect. And yeah, joining my email list is definitely the best way to connect with me. And if you want to support the podcast, there is a buy me a coffee option so that you can do that there. As I said, I'll put that all in the links in the show notes. And further to that, I hope you have a wonderful week. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. God bless.